Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church Podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. Good morning, family. And a happy new year to you all. Wow. (laughs) Sure. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That was pensive. That was like, we've had 2019 and 2021. We're not sure when to start celebrating 2022. That's what that was. (laughs) New Year. Okay. Where is this going? Just want to highlight a quick thing. Um, the prayer that Pastor Sai was referring to on the video starts on the 10th, uh, 10th of Jan. Uh, we're going to be uh, um, coming together for for, uh, for prayer. So please diarize that, um, and that's the, the the throughout the first the first week. Every evening we'll be we'll be meeting together from 6 p.m. Um, and then the following week, as he mentioned, we'll be meeting on on Thursdays. The power of prayer. Amen. All right. Um, I, I was thinking about, much like all of you, the new year, and, uh, and, and Lord, what does the new year have in store, in store for us? My initial reaction, I have to confess, was m- much like the reaction that you all had. Woohoo! Um, we'll reserve our enthusiasm. We'll do a quarterly review. <laughs> That word, that prophetic word that was shared um, during worship, that was amazing. That ministered to my soul, uh, and, and that helped to, put, to bring perspective again, uh, because where I had been pensive, where I had been hesitant, and rather wanting to see where things go, man, that word allowed something to rise up inside of me that said, no, 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 I'm not going to wait to see. I'm going to celebrate now. I, I'm going to respond now. I'm going to say yes and amen now. I'm going to declare and receive now because our faith is not a, is not a, faith, is not a faith by sight, right? Uh, our, 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 our faith is, is a faith that calls those things that are not just as though they were because that's what our God does. And, and so when we hear those words, I just want to encourage us that when we hear prophetic words like that, that we don't receive them in a kind of pensive, let's wait and see kind of attitude, but we receive them with a spirit that says, yes, Lord, do it today. And this year is going to be amazing, and it's going to be a blessed one um, for me and for all of you. Amen. Amen. And so um, I was thinking about this, um, this idea of dreams and dreaming, dreaming with God, and it seems like a good, good time, right? Because uh, the beginning of the year, that's kind of when we uh, start kind of thinking about uh, New Year's resolutions, plans, things that we want to put in place, uh, the weight we want to lose. <laughs> or, or, all the things that make it to like you know the second week of January, um, and, and I guess the, the challenge for me and, and what I want to put before you is that not not to, say, not to say let's not make plans. I think let let's let's make the plans. Let's set the targets. Um, let's set the intentions in place. But let's do it within the right context, uh, within the context of the dreams that God has given us. Uh, within the context of purpose and identity, I think when we start to make these kind of plans, then it's not isolated kind of things that we were hoping to do for this year that stumble and falter. 
We understand that we've got a, a purpose, we've got an identity, we've got dreams, things that we've been dreaming with God about, uh, and every so often we have a milestone check. Where are we and what are the next few steps that we need to be planning for um, and taking towards this goal? Amen. I was drawn to a particular story in the book of Luke, and that's um, you, can, you can go ahead to the book of Luke. And uh, I was drawn to this particular story, and it's the story of Mary, and that's kind of where we want to um, camp out, is, is I want to talk to us about, um, about two great women, Mary and Elizabeth. And I realize I'm breaking kind of religious protocol here. I'm talking about Mary, but it's not Christmas, right? It's like Christmas is done and dusted. The tree is down. Uh, we're, we're looking at the new year. We'll talk about other things. Um, Pastor David, can I talk about Mary outside of Christmas? Absolutely. Thank you. I'm in the right place. I'm in the right place. I want to talk about Mary and I want to talk about Elizabeth because these are two women uh, that I felt like the, whole, the Lord highlighted to me um, who really... Uh, dreamt with him uh, and saw their dreams come to, uh, to fruition. So if we look in the book of Luke uh, chapter, chapter 1, verse 39, it says, Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary the babe leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leapt in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which, which told her from the Lord. Amen. And so Mary has, has this, this incredible moment, and, and, and we, we uh, walk around like we, we, we've, got, we've got dreams, we've got, we've got desires, we've got, we've got purpose, we've got things that we feel like God has spoken over us. And, and, and for some of us, Right, that, that was a, quite a, a, a dramatic moment. Maybe you received a, a prophetic word. Maybe there was kind of a, what you would consider to be a burning bush moment. Uh, and, and, and something was confirmed inside of you and you've been pursuing the things that God deposited inside of you since that moment. But, but, but it's not like that for all of us, right? For, so for some of us, through kind of like a consistent following and obedience to the word of God, our kind of purposes, dreams have emerged, haven't they? And, and, and neither is more important than the other, but both of these things are important. I think the, the fundamental thing here is the obedience uh, that we see reflected and also see reflected in the story of Mary and Elizabeth. Now, I love, I love it when I'm going to have the opportunity to share the Word of God, and I see so much alignment and so much confirmation, and right through from, from worship to uh, to, to the prophetic word, to the uh, message that was shared for offering, man, there was just such an incredible alignment of what the Holy Spirit uh, is outworking in us today. And so I'm excited because I know that he's doing something special. And so when I look at uh, uh, Mary, Mary's story, I, I, I'm intrigued and I'm fascinated. And I'm, I'm particularly intrigued, not necessarily by what I see here, but um, I'm intrigued by what I would have done in this situation. 
right? So an angel, an angel appears to me. And, and this is, by the way, this, this was always a dream of mine. In the early years of my salvation, I prayed. I, I prayed vehemently to uh, receive a visitation from an angel. I, I, I'm not joking. I, I, I fasted and, and I prayed because I wanted um, to see an angel. Uh, and not because I, I was praying, uh, Lord, illuminate your purposes over me. I was praying because I thought, this is such a cool story. Imagine being able to open with that. Yeah, I was in my room and then the angel of the Lord showed up. Uh, (laughs) You know, most of the time when the angel of the Lord shows up, it's not fun when we read in the scriptures. People fall as though dead. They, they tremble, they lose all their, 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 their strength. Um, so I started to think maybe it's not such a bad idea that I wasn't getting um, an angelic visitation because, you know, when I have gotten an invita- a visitation from, uh, from, from the angel, you know, I'm, I, I don't know, I'm not saying I'm, we're going to do a selfie, um, but, but it, it seemed to be going really well for Mary, and so if I was in her shoes, maybe I would, like, press the boundary a little bit, we do a selfie, I'm going out, I'm letting you guys know, you guys will know that I've gotten an angelic visitation, I might just start a Lyrex International Ministries of Angelic Visitations, by fire, (laughs) And, and I think there's a clue there as to why God has not yet given me an angelic visitation, Mary doesn't do this. Mary doesn't take this precious and intimate moment uh, that God has with her, and, and she doesn't go and wear it as a badge of honor. She doesn't take this private moment and, she, and play it out in the public square. She retreats with it. Scripture tells us that, that once she had had this moment, she left her hometown and she went uh, to the house of Elizabeth. So what are we to learn here about how we appropriate the dreams, about how we handle and steward the things that God deposits in our lives? First thing I want to tell you about your dream is that your dream needs a team. Now, when I was thinking of this and I was penning it down and thinking it through, in my mind, there was a keyboard person behind me. And at that, right at that moment, your dream needs a team. There was like a, you know, maybe there was some cash being thrown at the stage. I don't know. I didn't want to dismiss it because, you know. Okay, well, there's, there's some faith, there's some faith cash being thrown at the stage. All right, it's fine. Your dream needs a team. You see, you are not called to walk out your faith in isolation. We live out our Christianity within the context of community. Isn't that so? And so it's not a far stretch then to consider that even our purpose and identity is to be worked out within the context of community. You see, Mary understood this because in verse 40, the first thing that she does is she goes and she seeks out Elizabeth. It says in verse, in verse 40, she went and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. Now, what she had to do, Elizabeth didn't live next door to Mary. 
She had to leave her hometown and to go to the hill country to the house of, of Elizabeth. And so she had to make an effort to seek out Elizabeth. Her immediate response was to realize that I can't do this alone and I'm going to have to seek out those who can walk alongside me. So she left her place and she went and she climbed, was an incline. She climbed and she exerted effort. Uh, she, 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 um, she didn't go, well, if God has given me the dream, he will also give me the team. She didn't go, well, if God came and visited me in my bedroom, then he will also bring people around me. No, she left her place. She uh, uh, exerted effort to go and to find a team. She recognized in verse 41 that her team had to be a team that was filled with the Holy Spirit says in verse 41, it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, you can't just fill your team with people that are going to slow you down and hold you back, that you're going to have to carry. You don't need to fill your team with people that you're going to carry, and as far as your dream is concerned, you need people that are going to run alongside you. People that are filled with the Holy Spirit, who are going to be praying with you laboring alongside you. And so Mary seeks out Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. In verse 42, it says, Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. You see, the first thing that Elizabeth did when Mary walked in was to recognize her potential. Do you have people in your life who recognize your potential? Do you have people, do you have somebody that when you walk into the room, the first thing they do is they look at you and they say, Mary, you are blessed. You are blessed. And what you carry is blessed. Do you have people who see what is inside of you before anybody else sees it? You've got to seek them out. And if they are in the hill country, then you've got to go uphill to seek them out. Because you need people alongside you who are going to be filled with the Spirit of God to be able to see what you carry. There will be times, saints, and maybe it has happened already, where you forget what you carry. You forget what you have. You forget what God has deposited inside of you. You forget the promise. But if you have an Elizabeth, then you can always climb the hill country, walk into Elizabeth's house, and the first thing she will do is say, blessed are you, Mary. Blessed is what you carry. Verse 44 says, for indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leapt in my womb for joy. You see, saints, Mary knew this and we need to know it too. You're going to need people who carry what you carry. 
You're going to be frustrated if you're going to try and walk with people who are not carrying what you carry. Because see, they, they can't walk your path. They, they don't know your path. They don't know your burden. They don't know your passion. They don't have your values or your vision. And so you're trying to sell people on your vision the entire time. It's disheartening. It's tiring. Ever wondered why sometimes you're in a group of people and you walk out and you're like, I actually, these people tire me. Because they're not carrying what you are carrying. Now, now they, they're carrying something else. And in that moment, you can be Elizabeth to them and you can help them to recognize what they're carrying. But they're not your dream team. Because they are not carrying what you can. You need people who know your values, who see your, your, your vision, who carry your passion and your work ethic. And so Mary leaves Nazareth and she goes and she spends time in the house of Elizabeth. Your dream needs a team. Second thing I'm going to tell you is that your dream has a cost. Your dream has a cost. In the book of Matthew, chapter 2, in verse 13, the, the wise men from the east had traveled a long distance, and, they, and, and when they were nearing uh, Bethlehem, word had reached King Herod that these men are coming. There's the, a trailer of, of them, and they're carrying uh, some precious things, and they're coming to worship a king that is not you, King Herod. And King Herod had summoned them, and, he, and King Herod had said to them, go and find this baby king. And, and, and when you have found him, come tell me so that I can also come and worship. Although that was not his plan, was it? His plan was to kill the child. And so they, the wise men were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod. And so um, we read what happens once they had found Jesus and they had worshipped. It says, now when they had departed, uh, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt. And was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. Your dream has a cost. Joseph was lying in his bed, all sorts of comfortable. A dream comes to him. You've got to wake up, Joseph, and you have to pack what you can and you have to leave this place now because the dream is in danger. And so what does Joseph do? He, he doesn't think about it for the next two weeks. He doesn't go and seek confirmation or go and find the prophets to understand what this could possibly mean. He doesn't try and figure out what the alternatives are here. He packs what they can carry. He takes the child and his wife, and they embark on a dangerous journey all the way to Egypt, to another, another nation. He was inconvenienced 
because of the dream. Some of us are willing to carry the dream, but we are not willing to carry the inconvenience. How do I know that? Well, what, what are you willing to say no to in order to say yes to this dream? We say yes to a lot of things and we expect the dream to be fulfilled. And so we know the latest and trending Netflix series. We watch them all. We can contribute to the narrative, to, 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 to the Facebook discussions. We know what's happening on YouTube. We, we are abreast on, on popular topics. We, 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 we devote our time to things because we're saying yes to all of these things and the dream. Doesn't work that way. You want to see the dream fulfilled? You want to see the dream grow and prosper and become what God has intended, has intended it to be? Figure out what you've got to say no to. Figure out where the inconveniences are. Figure out what costs you've got to pay. You can't be at all the parties. You can't be at all the brides. You can't be sleeping at 1 a.m. You can't be watching all the shows. There's, there's, there's time that you've got to carve out because you've got to pray, because you've got to craft your skill, because you've got to go to school, because you've got to get discipled, because you've got to get in a connect group, because you've got to do stuff for the dream. You can't lie in bed and expect the dream to be fulfilled. It just doesn't work that way. And so you can't come back to God a year, two, five years later angry because the, the, the promise was given but it wasn't fulfilled. God did his part. God did his part. But you got to wake up. you got to do your part. And let me tell you something. The, the biggest cost that you are going to be called to pay is not the cost of paying your dues. It's not the school fees. That's not the biggest cost that you're going to be called to pay. The biggest cost that you're going to be called to pay is the cost of obedience. It's the cost of saying yes. And so when we put ourselves in a position where we, may, we, we do that business, we do that business now, we ask for that grace now, I'm going to obey, I'm going to do what you say, I'm going to be inconvenienced, I will get out of bed. When the word of the Lord comes, I will have a response to it. Because we've got to see the fruition of the dream. And so saints, right at the beginning of the year, I want to encourage you, I want to call you to make a decision for obedience. Now, the, we, 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 we received the words and the word was declared here, the abundance and double and double and double and these amazing things and higher levels and promotions and momentum. These are amazing. We receive them. I receive them. They go nowhere without your obedience. And so the decision that you've got to make right at the beginning, and hopefully it's a decision that's not for the first few weeks of, of January or even a decision for this year, but it's a decision that you, you're making a decision to walk out the rest of your life with an attitude of obedience. That you're willing to wake up because the word of the Lord came. And when everybody else is asleep, and when everybody else is at the hangout. And when everybody else is watching the popular series, and when everybody else is doing the thing, that you will be found in that place of obedience and faithfulness. 
And so your dream has a cost. By the way, I want to I uh, uh, just point something out about, um, about the issue of teams. Learn to recognize the difference between your team and your fans. There was a little, there was one, there was one snap there. Somebody felt that. There, there, that was like, woo! Talk to me. January 2022. I got some fans I need to have a dialogue with. Mary has some fans. The wise men from the east left, left their homeland and traveled a great distance to bring gifts and to worship. But then they went home. When, when the child Jesus was taken to, to the temple uh, to, 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 for the, the ceremonies and to be circumcised, there, was a, there were some elders that are noted in the Bible, Simeon, Simeon and Anna. The Bible tells us about Simeon that the Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he won't die until he sees the Messiah. They see this child being brought into the temple and they begin to worship. They begin to prophesy. They affirm. They celebrate. It says Anna went in and she begins to spread the word and she tells people. People marveled at the saying and wondered what would become of these things. And then they went home. When Jesus was born... Bible tells us in the pasture lands, there were shepherds and a host of angels appears to them and, and, and tells us this, this amazing news. They run to the place where Jesus was. They find this baby and they begin to worship. They celebrate. They go into the towns and they tell people. That's what the Bible tells us. And then they went home. This is not Mary's dream team. This is, this is the fans, the cheerleaders. These are the well-wishers. They have positive sentiment and thought towards Mary, but they're not going to pay Mary's cost. They're not going to leave Nazareth with, with Mary in the middle of the night. They're not going to figure out what it looks like to raise a child Messiah. They're simply not going to pay the cost. They will be there to shout. They'll be there to cheerlead. They'll be there to encourage and affirm and tell other people. They'll spread the word, but make no mistake. They are fans. They're not the team. Because when we cross those lines, we get disappointed. And so we lie in bed awake at night feeling rejected and feeling unsupported and feeling alone. Why? Because we thought our fans were our team. And we thought they should have been there for us in ways that they couldn't be or wouldn't be there for us. And so we need to learn to love people for what they are. This is not a message about dismissing people or cutting people out of your life. This is about appropriately understanding what role God has called people to play in your life so that you can have the appropriate expectation over them. Your dream needs a team. Your dream has a cost. And the last thing I want to tell you is that you have an enemy. You have an enemy. You didn't choose to, but you have an enemy. In verse 16 of, of Matthew chapter 2, it says, Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry and sent forth to put to death 
all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts from two years old and under according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. King Herod, when he learns that there is another king who could be a threat to his position and that he had been deceived by the wise men, his solution was if you won't point out this one child, I am going to kill all the male children in this entire district from two years and under. Because I cannot allow this child to live. Because if this child lives, then this child will grow and become something that I cannot tolerate. Saints, your enemy is not Herod. Your enemy is Satan. And he is in the business of killing dreams. He is out for your dreams because if your dream is allowed to grow, it will become something that he doesn't want to tolerate. The advancement of the kingdom of God lies in the fulfillment of your dreams. See, the purposes that you carry, the, the, those moments when you dreamt with God and he deposited something in your life and you knew this is what I'm called to do, if you follow through and you're faithful with that, the enemy cannot tolerate that. And so you have an enemy. And when we realize we have an enemy, we realize we are at war. And so we become more prayerful. And we become more disciplined. And we become more inclined to the Holy Spirit. Because if I'm in, in a warfare with an enemy that I can't see, I need to rely on my commander's instructions because he can see. And so if he's saying, leave your place of comfort where you have all the control and all the structures and all the systems and all the supports and go into a place where you have nothing because I am going to incubate that dream. That's what we need to do. Because my commander can see the enemy. See, I'm going, I'm sitting here, I'm going, that's just not a good idea, commander Holy Spirit. Let me tell you why that's not a good idea. We, we, we've got a solid beachhead here. We can defend this position. Uh, we, we, can, we can see people coming from this way. We've got a fortress here. We've got our communication systems open. We've got our logistics operations intact. We've got our support structures. We, we, we are sorted. But I can't see the enemy. But the Holy Spirit sees the enemy. And he sees the fruition of my dreams. And so, instead of taking time to argue him out of what's best for me, I need to learn to walk in obedience. I'm preaching to myself right now. Because I'm often engaged in these, what, let me tell you what I can see, dialogues with the Holy Spirit. I'm thankful that he has so much patience and grace for me. But man, we need to grow up, don't we? At some point, we just need to grow up. At some point, we just need to be about obedience and just be about, yes, yes, commander. That's where we're going. 
you can see, I can't. Hey man, did you know that you have other enemies? Distraction. In our world, distraction is an enemy to our dreams. Because there's so much that we can do as an alternative to our dreams. There's so much that we can give our attention to, so much that we can spend our time on that is an alternative to what we've been called to do. We, 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 can, we can spend, and we can take a lot of time talking about this, but you know, you know your distractions. And you know that busyness, especially if we live in, in big cities like Johannesburg, where, where busyness is, is kind of a badge of honor, isn't it? It's, it's like, a, it's like a, a sign of how important I am. You're busy, well, I'm busy here, so that must mean I'm more important than you, or more in demand, or more liked, or more needed. And let me use an idle word here, more productive. Hey, when is that idol going to fall? Fear. Fear is an enemy to the dreams that God has put into our lives, deposited into your soul. Because fear tells you, if you leave what you know, you will die. But God says, leave what you know for what I know, and you will live. Can we stand to our feet? Rex, thanks for an incredible word. As I was sitting there, a couple of people were doing quiet amens. The guy's preaching today. He's talking to me. Believe that God is talking to a number of us uh, this morning as Rex has been preaching. So there are a couple of prayers I want to pray this morning. So the first one is, if you're sitting there and you're saying, I don't have that dream. And I want God to impart a dream, just like he imparted to Mary a holy dream, something that would change the world. I'm praying that God will impart a dream to a couple of people today, whether in the auditorium or online. And so if you're that person and you want God to impart a dream, something deep inside of you, don't you want to raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you right now. I see hands going up all over. And so we're going to pray for you right now. Father, we want to thank you. For every person that's represented in this room and online, if there's anybody online right now that is saying, I want a dream from you, Lord. I want something imparted into me. Father, won't you impart something with these people that have raised their hands? Won't you put a deep dream in their hearts and their minds, Lord Father God? Won't you birth something in them, Lord Father God? And then when people see them, that we would call it out of them. And so speak to them in individual, specific ways this morning. And so we thank you for each of those hands and those people that are represented right now. The second group of people I want to pray for is a group of people that are saying, I need a team for my dream. I need people to be surrounding me around this. And if you're feeling alone, like you've got this dream and you're doing this thing, but you don't have people around you and you want people around you to pursue this dream, won't you raise your hand so we can pray for you this morning? So we pray for every hand that's raised in this auditorium, every hand that's raised at home right now. We pray, Father, one, that you would partner with, this, with these people, Lord Father God, that you would become part 
of their team. That your Holy Spirit would be alongside these people as a helper, as a teammate, to accomplish these dreams in their lives, Lord Father God. And Father, we pray right now that you would raise up people around the nation, around these people's communities, to be that team in their lives, Lord Father God. Won't you begin to show them, Lord Father God, who those team members are, just as you showed Mary that Elizabeth was her, one of her team members, Lord Father God, that Joseph was her team member. Lord, won't you begin to raise up those people for these people? And the third one is, it's the people that are doing the stream, but are feeling the attack of the enemy. And just feeling so overwhelmed, one, by the cost of the stream, and secondly, feeling that there's an enemy attacking that that dream that you have. And so if that's you, you can just raise your hand so we know we're praying with you this morning. And so Father, we pray that you encamp your angels around people that are raising their hands and saying, the cost is too much, or the enemy is attacking me. Won't you encamp your angels around them? Won't you become these individuals' high tower that we can run to and be their refuge, Lord Father God? Won't you protect them, Lord Father God? Encamp your angels around them and give a hedge of protection around everybody that is raising their hand and saying, I'm feeling the enemy's attack, Lord Father God. Won't you remove distractions from people, Lord Father God. Remove that busyness, Lord Father God, and that we may rest in you, Lord Father God, and remove that fear, and that your peace would abide with these people, Lord Father God. Father, we thank you for this incredible word that is setting us up for 2022. We pray, Lord, that you would be faithful uh, to see this through, but that we would do our part in the words that you've promised to us. And so we thank you in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.